So yes, it is Christ the King Sunday, and we, um, in the children's sermon, you got a preview of what's to come. Christ, of course, was not a king as a ruler or a fighter. That's what the people were expecting. That's what they wanted. That's what they were really, really hoping for, that God would give them the king and the Messiah to be more like David that we heard about in Ezekiel, more like the one who was prosperous, who um, gave the kingdom so much more um, than any other king in their history. But instead, Jesus came to serve, to love, and to um, even die for us. So in our passage today, we hear a lot about that if a person is hungry or thirsty or naked or in need uh, of companionship, that we are to be that. We are to do that, for that is doing it also to Jesus. We are image bearers, of course, and so we bear God's image, Christ's image, and so we are to do that for one another. The Dominican theologian and mystic, Meister Eckhart, preached, whatever God does, the first outburst is always compassion. The first outburst is always compassion. Compassion is the ability and the willingness to enter the chaos, the pain, and the story of another. It is all about putting oneself in the place of someone to see, see the world from their perspective, to see what scares them, to understand their fears, and to embrace even their pain. Our gospel in Matthew is really about Jesus calling all the nations, not just the people of Israel, but all the nations, in this last public statement of his, gathered around and telling them again that we are to serve and love one another. It is actually the last statement before he enters into Jerusalem on his way to the Last Supper. He's on his way to the cross, even as he speaks. So Jesus is reminding us that we are to be people who love God and love our neighbors, and that includes not only our words, but also our actions. There's a story. One semester, a seminary professor set up his preaching class in an unusual way. He scheduled his students to preach on the parable of the Good Samaritan. Remember the one on the side of the road that everybody passed by? And the day of the class, he choreographed his experiment so that each student would have to go one at a time from one classroom to another. And the professor gave some of the students 10 minutes to walk from one classroom to the other. To others, he allowed much less time, forcing them to rush in order to meet the schedule. Each student, one at a time, had to walk down a corridor, pass by, he says, a bum who was deliberately planted there, obviously in need of some sort of aid. The results were very surprising and offered a powerful lesson to them. 
the percentage of those good men and women who stopped to help was extremely low, especially for those who were under the pressure of a shorter time period. The tighter the schedule, the fewer were those who stopped to help the indigent man. And when the professor revealed his experiment, you can imagine the impact on that class of future spiritual leaders rushing to preach a sermon on the Good Samaritan. They had walked past the beggar at the heart of the parable. We must have eyes to see as well as hands to help or we would never help at all. There's a very powerful poem. It has convicted me. I was quite taken aback when I read it originally, and I have a feeling you will be too. It is by an anonymous um, person, and so it goes like this. I was hungry, and you formed a humanities club to discuss my hunger. Thank you. I was imprisoned and you crept off quietly to your chapel to pray for my release. Nice. I was naked and in your mind, you debated the morality of my appearance. What good did that do? I was sick and you knelt and thanked God for your health, but I needed you. I was homeless and you preached to me of the shelter and love of God. I wish you would have taken me home. I was lonely and you left me alone to pray for me. Why didn't you stay? You seem so holy, so close to God, but I'm still very hungry, lonely, cold, and still in pain. God doesn't stay at a distance from you and me. And he asks us, not to distance ourselves either. We are to reach out. We are to help one another. God gives us to one another so that in our times of weakness and in our times of strength that we have each other. God uses each one of us in and through us. Have the eyes to see so that we can help. Or what if we're the one who needs help? then God is working through those around us, too. We belong to each other as the body of Christ. So we are to see, we are to have compassion, and we are to act. We are God's hands and feet in our world. And sometimes, and I am true of this as well, Sometimes we know that we could reach out, that there is something we can do, but for one reason or another, we do not. Sometimes we rationalize our reaction or our response for many different reasons, but if we acted as Jesus did in his service and his love, nothing would hold us back because nothing holds God back from loving us providing for us, healing us, forgiving us. There's a story about a man who had a huge boulder in his front yard. He grew weary of this big, unattractive stone in the center of his lawn, 
<clears throat> excuse me. So he decided to take advantage of it and he turned it into an object of art. <clears throat> he went to work on it with a hammer and a chisel and chipped away at this huge boulder until it became a beautiful stone elephant. When he finished, it was gorgeous. It was breathtaking. A neighbor asked, how did you ever carve such a marvelous likeness of an elephant? The man answered, I just chipped away everything that didn't look like an elephant. I just chipped away everything that didn't look like an elephant. Each person is like a slab of marble, with, ripe with potential and possibility. There is greatness and radical goodness within each and every one of us. It has to be tapped and gently carved out. And if you have anything in your life right now that doesn't look like love, kindness, mercy, and compassion, gently find ways to chip it away. If you have hatred or prejudice or vengeance or envy in your heart, gently find ways to chisel it away. It will set you free and it will give you back your true identity of who you were intended to be from the very beginning. Amen. <clears throat>